in a crazy world with so much going on. Two brave gentlemen in Orlando, Florida, John Hannon and Chris Coleman, aim to provide a comedic spin on newsworthy and personal events. With one focused on funny and one informing, will they be able to save humanity with humor, facts, stories, and interviews? Join them as they try to fix the world's problems one joke at a time. This is Funny to Informing. Welcome to Funny to Informing, episode 205. I'm John, that is Chris Pizza of Heisenberg Coleman. The old to your fashion. Wait, no, the fashion to your old. <laughs> Yo, you're the old. And of us, Fuck you're the you. old. I huh? knew you'd go there. I knew you would spin that. But I don't have a fashionable sense, so I can't be the fa- like you're fashion right. either. So <laughs> no. I guess we just die at old. We just end at old then. Yeah. This is uh, the show where we focus on the jokes first with bits of information, stuff in the news, personal stories, sometimes interviews. Got plenty to talk about today. And um, yeah, one of the things too, because like you saying that just kind of brought it up in my head. I was watching this video where this guy had these the salt and pepper shaker. And the one thing said, you're the salt. And then the other one said, to my pepper. And he's like, okay, so this one is calling the other one salt, but the other one says to my pepper. So are they both? Oh, like that sal- is confusing. He's like, are they both That's salt? Scratching mindfuck right there, right? So the yeah, so the or, salt you're, calls the pepper salt, and the pepper calls the salt pepper. So they both would be wow. pepper. Oh Black no no no! Matter. They both would be salt. Know. I don't know. <laughs> Where are you going confusing. with that, John? That is confusing. Yeah. That is very confusing. <laughs> right? It's uh, it's Easter. Um, you know, so that's always kind of a good thing. I don't celebrate Easter anymore. Do you do anything? No. Are you even like religious like that? I'm not. I know you're not. No, you know I have not. I know I am. I am. I am not at all. Um. So yeah. No, I don't. You know. If you do, good. That's great. You know, and people celebrate it in tons of different ways. You know, like now it's all become monetized and uh you gotta buy easter eggs and chocolate and bunnies and all that yeah so. well i bet you some people actually like go out hunting bunnies on easter like might as well kill the there's bunny. so many of them up here i see them all the time up here i guess it's a regional thing i didn't know i guess it's too hot in florida for them to just be wild but they're just wild rabbits and bunnies all over the place they're in our yard every day so oh, we, we, the easter uh, bunny visits all year round here i know right it's like um for my job, sometimes we have to plant these flowers, and I mean, it's kind of hard to tell one way or the other which ones they're going to eat, but these little fucking hairy rodents, these bunnies and rabbits, start eating <laughs> at the fucking flowers all the time. It's so right. aggravating. At the heart of it, that is what they are. They are no more than just fucking rodents, right? Yeah, and I can't remember. Well, and I guess every year it's it's bad. It's, you know, it's a bad thing to the point where now PETA and these groups are coming out and saying, you know, like, don't get chicks and ducks and baby bunnies for easter for your kids because it's like with any other of these and these kind of other rather you know normally wilder animals you get them as babies and they're cute and then they grow up and nobody fucking wants them anymore and they either kill them or release them into the wild and they end up dying anyway and yeah it's just a negative thing. yeah well easter in general is kind of pointless because then you give the kids candy so they get they get to eat really unhealthy for a little while and they already have halloween absolutely for dentists love yes dentists love the spring and the fall 
for this reason, these reasons alone. Yeah. But it is kind of a negative. It's a positive wrapped into a negative, you know, at the heart of it and what they're, what Easter is celebrating is, you know, Jesus coming back. But Jesus had to die in the first place, and that's a downer. Where the bunny came comes into play, I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I where think. the bunny comes, exactly. I have no <laughs> idea. Now, I don't think anyone's figured that out through through time. It would the scare bunny that. And the chicks and the ducks have anything to do with this that's because of the spring the springness of it that's yeah. where the animals and the flowers and all the floral colors and pastels come in is because of the springtime aspect of it but i would assume it would be terrifying you know, how to it see wraps a grown into bunny. a religious holiday i don't understand yeah you yeah, see this big right? animal, like donnie darko style i don't know if you've seen that movie that's but what i'm thinking too, but like ripped yeah but like ripped <laughs> like with a Conan the Barbarian body. Yep. And uh, just moving that rock after three days and coming back in as a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. I got hit by a car like three different times before it stopped by your house. It's like, here's your basket. <laughs> like, get out of here. You oversized I bunny. you chocolates. Eat them. Right. <laughs> and I, I pooped out eggs all over your yard. Go find them. Good luck. <laughs> no. Right. I, uh... This week's been an interesting one for me. It has, uh... It's ups and downs. What have you been doing this week? Anything fun? Uh, yeah, I did have some fun kind of midweek. I took off Tuesday and went at 10 a.m. downtown Nashville to check out uh, Nashville SC's new soccer stadium. Is it so it's the first time it's open to the public? Yes, this is uh, it was they did media day, I think the day before that. And then they it wasn't even open to the public. It was a season ticket holder thing. And uh, anyone who was a season ticket holder got an invitation. And I knew it would be lightly attended because it was Tuesday at 10 a.m. and it was raining. So I was like, oh, I'm sure it'll be, you know, super, you know, a very small population of people show up because of the time and time of the week and stuff. And uh, and they did. But because of that, it made for uh, what's going to be a parking nightmare. It was a lot easier, even though I will say this, you know, probably, I don't know, maybe 5,000 people showed up to this thing overall and uh, and parking was still a nightmare. I went with our buddy, show friend of the show, Joey. Um, we went together and uh, we parked probably still almost a mile away from the stadium and had to walk in see and i bet you when you're getting like that tour or whatever you're like oh wow they put a lot of money into this and this and that and then they don't plan There's so for much money into it people coming they, no i will say they have not they there are plans down the road and everybody's like well give it time give it years before you know it'll be a few years and they'll have all the parking situated there and it's like well maybe try to complete it at a more closer time frame because you know you're going to have now thirty thousand people at this place on May 1st and there is only 5,000 parking spots. So I don't, I'm honestly scared how that's going to work out for me come game day. Um, we might have to get a little closer, park somewhere and then take an Uber. It might be that type of scenario because of where it sits. There's not a whole lot of places to park otherwise down there and then walk in or even take scooters in because it's in a weird part of town so where it is is like you'd have to park somewhere more downtown located and then get an uber because it's far enough away where you're not walking from there man especially if the weather's bad so the logistics are a fucking nightmare but the stadium is a gym um it is yeah, so a couple of a couple of facts that I realized in this, um, a lot of teams in the MLS play in other stadiums. Yeah, and, oh yeah. It's I think it's something you just don't think about unless you're watching the games on TV, and then you go, oh, that's like Atlanta plays in the the dome that the the Falcons play in. A lot of teams play in either baseball stadiums or football stadiums, and they share them. Well, they're expensive structures. They're like you know, no, it's, it like takes the a lot to build these things for sure. All over, yeah. Oh. 
Oh yeah, for sure. And this is a thirty thousand, like I said, a thirty thousand seat venue. Um, it is now, and there, dude. Trust me, I know this because they are built. They are, you know, pushing it down their everyone's throats. Uh, this fact is that it's the largest soccer specific venue in all of America and Canada, North or USA and Canada. Oh wow! So only Mexico has a bigger soccer specific only stadium. I would have never have guessed that coming from Nashville. Yeah. Like, That's what? what I'm saying. Well, it's it, well, it's only be, and it's only uh, you know, in all honesty, it's only because it's the newest. But I will say, I was a little spoiled coming here from Orlando because Orlando, we have our very own soccer specific stadium that we've had for like six years now. So I was just kind of used to it, you know. I just thought, you know, all teams just play in their own stadium. And then I got here and went to a playoff game last year, and we played at Nissan Stadium where the Tennessee Titans play. And that was a different experience going to a game there too. But this place is, it's beautiful. I took a ton of pictures. Um, you saw, I posted some on, on my story online. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's dude, it really is. It's gorgeous. I can't wait for May 1st to, this will be the most heavily attended soccer match I've ever been to. Cause, um, I know it'll be a sellout because I was at the first ever match at Exploria. It'll be cool to be at the first ever match at Geodis, which is our park up here. Um, it'll be cool to open two parks like that and and see them completely full. I love going to a match where it's you know shoulder to shoulder, elbow to elbow like that, and the energy is going to be like none other. And I know it'll be like that probably for the first most of the season. I just hope it doesn't drop off after that. That's but. what it is because I mean, and you know, each stadium kind of ages differently. But if the people themselves don't take care of it, the employees you know and the d- d- cleaning yeah. cleaning crew and all that can only do so much yeah man hopefully people can take care of that stadium because and it's like you know you opening well, with exploria and then on- this new one it's kind of cool that you get to see like how the stadiums are being kept you know or like you know yeah, how absolutely. it ages well and i I don't really have too much fear in that, but my fear is that kind of like Orlando, where we, we, we opened hot with the stadium and had a good season that year, and then it dropped off, you know, and we went through a really a bunch of down years where we didn't even make the playoffs, and because of that, you know, the 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 feel of the city and, and the, the attendance be, became, you know, an issue and started to drop off big time, and I'm hoping that doesn't happen here. Uh, but you know, you, you just have to wait and see what the product is on the field year to year, right? And I'll yeah. say this: the reason it's going to be a sellout is because of the product that Nashville has put out on the pitch for you know two years now. Their first two seasons were bangers, uh, playoffs in both seasons. You know what I mean? Back to back playoffs in their first two seasons in the pros. So, and they're off to a great start with eight home games under their you know or six home games under the belt. A couple more to come. Um, they're not home games, road games. I'm sorry. Because we're waiting, you know, it feels it feels like the season hasn't started for me because I haven't been to a match. Um, and sorry, I'm watching the game right now as I speak. It's on behind behind my computer, but it feels like the season hasn't even started because I haven't been to a game. And uh, you know, it's been on for by the time I go to one, it'll be eight weeks in, and it's just like feels like a belated opening. I'm going to get 17 matches in at home real quick, back to back in like a five month span. Well, so yeah, I'm sure I can't wait. I'm sure you'll give us updates too. Yeah. I, uh, I for always, sure. I always like when there's a newer stadium. I like to see how they like, because always you know there's like they break records every time with like oh this is the most amount of money yeah. spent on a stadium and and then like the technology right. you know gets upgraded because you know all the investments that have happened over the years. I mean, technologically speaking, I think we've advanced like more in the last like ten years than we have from like the '80s up until the t- 2010. 
You know, like I the, think that's a fact. I think that's a provable fact. I think I've heard that it stat was, before. The uh, I, I my mind was freaking blown. Um, I so like earlier this week, part of like me continuously being a mess. I uh, had my wallet stolen, <laughs> or I lost it. Okay. Uh-huh. And um, you know, I I, I forgot you it. told me about this. I totally I totally forgot about it. I'm sure you haven't. Yeah, I left it left it at a restaurant, and then I walked away. Like didn't even realize. And then I went home, went to sleep, woke up the next day. And I'm trying to, I'm getting my shit together and I'm like, where is my wallet? Oh my God. And then like, I just, I was, I had a funny feeling and I just opened up my mobile banking app, looked at it and there was yep. like 600, $700 in Ooh, um, Uber buddy. Eats charges. Like, uh, that's, so I knew I got God. It was Uber Eats. How do you spend, what fat piece of shit fed his entire family <laughs> seven times over? Like $600. Well, some of it is Holy like. Holy shit. One of them said something about ooh, I didn't even know in like Uber in a, in a day's store. time. Yeah, you said it was corner store. Like maybe they they maybe they stocked their entire fridge. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of what it sounds like. Once you told me the kind of more the details on it, where it says corner store, like they were. And how much was that one single charge? The uh, three fifty five was yeah, one of them. Yeah, so it was like oh, there's like three fifty on one, then a couple hundred and a few more charges, and that was yeah. Good lord, though, man, that's wow. They no. are really. That's a lot of alcohol, or I don't know. I don't know what Uber Eats delivers. No security alerts. No, I didn't get emails from my bank or not. Like they're supposed to like alert you with suspicious activity or tell you like, hey, you, this is a little weird. Um. Well, I would say I think they. Yeah, it is weird the amounts that they were spending, but I I kind of feel like well, that's your bank letting you spend money. Like because here's the thing. Had you actually had your card and wanted to be a drunk fool who ordered $350 worth of Uber Eats shit to your house and you tried to do it and your bank was like, uh, shut it down. It was like, sorry, you don't get to do that. You would have been pissed. You would have been like, fuck you, bank. It's my money. Let me spend it. And I feel like the buffer there that made them let that go through was that it was a local charge. It wasn't like yeah, it was Uber Eats Kansas City. You know what I mean? And they were like, whoa, John just fucking paid for, you know, paid for food and drinks at Applebee's and fucking in East Orlando. And now he's fucking or in, you know, in East Orlando. And now he's in Kansas City spending 350 on Uber Eats. Like something's amiss here. Let's shut this That's down. That's true. Yeah. But because it was a local, the localness is what did it for you. Have it, you found out what address that went to? No, I, I mean, they, they're going to do their own private investigation. The bank's giving me my money back. I don't care what okay, they Okay, so you've gotten all your money by now. Not yet. You've not gotten yet. it all back? Two of the three oh, no. charges <laughs> have gone, have okay. uh, been returned. So it's Okay, a, it's so a you're getting there, because at first I talked to you, it was one charge. Now it's two charges, so soon enough, hopefully, you'll get that third charge, you'll be whole. Exactly. So it's a, it's a work in progress, and I mean, I um, the, like, the technology, it's so cool, because I was kind of worried, I lost my whole wallet, so it's like my license, too. I right. kind of wish they took whatever cash in the card and then just left the wallet where it was like who the, like, <laughs> right. what the fuck right. what do you need because now you have for? to go get a new a new id yeah so i have to go down to the dmv oh. get a new license that's a whole thing too but with- what's that like i haven't done that in forever you talk about technology has technology helped that experience at all yet because i'm well i have a gold, I have a gold go star on my license so i don't need any proof they can mail me a new license and i just went what does that mean i you could you can get your license online and get it mailed to you what does gold star mean? The gold I've never star, heard of that. Like they already like they 
I don't know. It's your like super official. I have no idea. My they already, okay, I, I don't I've heard of this. The information I went again. through TSA. I went through TSA like a year or two ago, and they were like, "Oh, you don't have the gold star." And I was like, "I don't know what that is." And no, I don't have a gold star. I haven't gotten a new ID in fucking forever because I haven't needed one. It's not expired, and I haven't lost it. And they're like. Well, we'll just make sure before you travel again, you have the gold star because it will it will help you get through TSA. And I'm like, gold star or not, like I am who my fucking license says I am. So fucking let me through. Like, I, you know what I mean? I don't know what you need to see. Is it like Dave Chappelle's kid? Do I need to bend over and show you my butthole? Like, what proof do you need from me? Fuck, I don't have a gold star and I don't plan on getting one unless I need to go back and get a license, which I now do. So maybe I'll get a Tennessee gold star. Well, yeah, and at least you have your old one to show them, like, it's my picture, this is me, this is my, you know, address, whatever. I mean, oh, so, you're right, because my license from Florida is not expired, they should accept that as a form of ID, right? Yeah, 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 Okay, Absolutely. because, see, that's, that's the catch-22 that gets a lot of people. Like, say you didn't lose your license and it expired, right? And then you took that to the DMV and were like, hey, oh. here's my old license, I need to use the, you know, here's my proof of identity that you, the state of Florida, gave me to prove to other people that I am who I am because I proved to you I am who I am. And they go, well, it's expired. And you go, I know, but it just expired yesterday. And they're like, well, it's expired, so it's not yeah. a tangible form of ID. And you go, are you fucking kidding me? Because you gave me this. And they're like, we did, but it's only good through yesterday. Now we don't use it anymore. That's where I was and at. It's like, get the fuck out of here. It's right. like, uh, it was like, if I didn't have that gold star, I'm like, do I need, because that you know you can obviously give them a piece of mail and prove your address or whatever and give them my social security card or birth certificate but they always require three right. things and i don't have a passport or anything with my picture exactly. on it it's like exactly. i'd be fucked I'd be, I'd be screwed i have a work id but good lord don't get me started on that it's spelled cheestifer and that's a whole nother thing <laughs> that would pass <laughs> oh my god i uh, oh. and then when i had to go the coolest part it like was because that's when I walked I walked out of the bank like like fucking technology man because I went in there and the first thing I did was I canceled my card after I saw the charges put in a, a fraud claim they did all that and then by you did that in the bank no no I was that was all over the phone and then I was gonna say through your app there's an app usually you can do that through well the fraud claim I had I talked to somebody on the phone I'm not gonna just okay, file okay. online I I need for for that amount of money I'm talking to somebody in yeah, person and they're you want to know exactly yeah. and they're telling you hey we're gonna send you this money yeah, back. yeah. Right. that I did on, over the phone but then um, you know and then I canceled the card through my app and then I got you right. know put in the paperwork to get a new one or whatever the what what is that called? Virtual paperwork? What's the <laughs> whatever? Not paperwork because it doesn't exist. But the uh, yeah, you, right? the shit uh, it's like e sign. <laughs> they call it e sign, yeah. where you just like you click a button and it's like by clicking this button you are essentially signing your name. Yeah, and it's like well I'm not, but here you go, click. And they asked me the question. They were like, "Do you want to pair this new card with your virtual wallet, your Apple Pay? Yeah, your Apple, you, which you do absolutely. I'm like hell yeah, do. I do. Yeah, so I went through all that, you know, whatever, blah blah blah, and then I go in there and I'm like, look. I lost my whole wallet, so I don't have my license. I have my vehicle registration, my car title, my social. Like, uh, what can I do to access my bank right. account? They're like, I'll show you my butthole. They're like, like whatever yeah. you need, guys. They're you like, just tell me. There's nothing really that you know you can do without a photo ID. And I was like, I have a picture of it, and they're like, No, there's really <laughs> nothing like that. Doesn't work like that. And she's like, I have a picture of it, and I'm holding today's paper in it. Yeah. So <laughs> there's that, guys. <laughs> she's like, uh, Do you have? the the digital card do you have the card on your phone i was like yeah she's like that's all you need scan it go ahead and then i could access With the my- digital card from your apple pay yeah and i had a stack of shit yeah. ready ready to prove that it was me and they're like if <laughs> yep, you have it on your phone yep, yep, yep. 
you hold it up to the yep. scanner. <laughs> I was like, oh, this, it is technology is crazy, it's, dude. It really is, it, dude. That's how I do my, I do my my uh, my my airline tickets that way. I do all my venue con- like all of my all, like for two seasons now as a season ticket member with Orlando and now with Nashville. All of my tickets for the soccer matches and shit all are on my phone through my digital wallet. Like it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing until technology gets fucked up. Yeah, and then, and then it falls apart. The paper ticket assholes, the Luddites, are going to rule the world. But until that point, sorry, I step on the backs of you Luds. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> for this, like, for me to have lost all this money, because I was, I was helping out, like, a couple different people throughout the week, you know, just because I, I believe in, like, especially if you get Oh, you're fl- blessing folks. Espe- oh, John blessing folks up. Especially, Give me some money, yeah. homie. Just saying. <laughs> if you can, like, stand to help somebody out or you have the wiggle room too, you know, do it. That's what I always believe. But, like, I don't even know if karma exists because i was like dude, being as good of a person as i possibly could have been and then this i get it to me. i get it it i know i, I know do you, you don't believe in karma do you karma i like i don't believe in it air quotes i you know but it's like it it is it's it all comes down to for me like it we goes back to religion you know it's same same roots there right like beliefs in general it's all just like i just think it's all too random to be yeah summed up in karma or god or you know what i mean like it's just sometimes the 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 the, you know the shake comes out for you and sometimes the shake doesn't go your way and sometimes the shake doesn't go your way 20 times and then one time it does like yeah like there's you know some people the shake goes for all the time look at justin bieber get the fuck out of here that guy's had the you know (laughs) or you know whoever like some of these people these blessed quote-unquote people you know are like uh yeah god they just they fall upwards Every, everybody thinks that there's like a reason Kanye for West. it or like <laughs> it, there's like a rhythm to it or I mean like because it's not really karma but like I do believe in like the, that ripple effect of like if you're um, trying to I, uh, build something or if you're playing a sport or if you're in the middle of you know um, working with equipment and you're doing it angry or you start to get upset then then you're going to mess up you're going to you know read the instructions wrong when you're building or you're just going to start to get in your head playing a sport and you're right. going to start to mess up right. more or like instead of strategizing and you're like you kind of lose patience if you're working with a knife you might cut yourself because you're moving too fast or heavy handed because you're all, you're all pissed off and upset so I believe in like ripple effects of like one thing leads to another leads to another it, yeah and absolutely that- i believe in i prescribed i would say that same thought process and that like if you do whatever you're doing with the best intent like you know your intentions are to do the best at my job or this podcast or whatever it is that i'm setting out to do even if it doesn't go my way i can be at the end of it i can be like i couldn't i can't blame myself then and say well it's because if i'd have fucking given it more more attention and effort who knows what the outcome would have been at least at the end of it win lose draw whatever it is i could say i left it all out there and i did what i could do on my part and it didn't work out yeah but karma and at least then i don't i don't fight the person in the mirror yeah i feel like that's kind of what it comes down to oh that's the deepest we've ever got wise words (laughs) wise words (laughs) yeah karma this old fashions bringing out the old in me (laughs) karma's a wash though i don't think that's uh you know there's not there's no there's no plan there's no organization it's right there's there's nobody up there yeah you know with an old abacus ticking over john hannon points versus chris coleman points you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's not. It's. I don't feel like it's. Yeah. No. It doesn't come down to just being that. Simple. I'd be winning if there was a point system. I think. 
Ah, it's you say that. Close. Well, I feel like I feel like we're right where we need to be, buddy. <laughs> the scales of justice are tipped in the right way. Just that's the, no, I, yeah. I feel the, like we'd both be further along, but I, I, I that's get neither here nor there. Like that, I've, I've been getting competitive in the stupidest fucking ways lately. I was, <laughs> I was in the bathroom, and me and this other guy, we I, re- I recognize it, and I know he's he's not. You got competitive? Well, that's just a weird starter. I'm so competitive. <laughs> I was in the bathroom with another guy recently. Okay, go ahead. With your story john where's this going and like i know he'd like nope like he wasn't taking it as serious or wasn't even probably thinking about it at all but i realized like our p stream started at the same time <laughs> i knew that's where you were going and okay. i wanted to last longer i don't know why so i was like oh okay and, you like, wanted back. okay it was a time thing <laughs> Yeah. Norm, for me, normally, I feel com- not competitive, but just maybe shunned and demasculized at some points when my pee stream sounds weak and another guy sounds strong. I'm like, what do I got? A little drinking straw and he's got like a fire hose over there? Oh, like, so what's going it. on? And then I'm like, so I can get some more, you know? And it's like, and sometimes, you know, you might drop a drop an O-ring blow out a lung, but. <laughs> no, I see. I, I try to like half pinch it off so that it lasts longer. So it's like, oh yeah. Okay. I still okay. got to ways to go i'm a big boy <laughs> i last a long well, time let me just tell you just wait till you get older man like it's not even that i have prostate issues but i feel like your prostate really just does start affecting you more as you get older sometimes like i'll have to pee so bad that i that when i actually get there to stand to pee it's like there's a block something's blocking it and i'm like i gotta pee like here i am it's time to go dude like do your thing and then it's like it's like ultimate stage fright or something it's just been like nope you held it for too long now it's cut off and i'm like no i still gotta go and now's the time let's do it and then it's like i feel like your dick is just waiting to fuck with you because it's like no just go ahead put me away and then you put it away and it's like whoosh (laughs) not that that's happened but yeah, dude. Where I'll be in there by myself. It's not stage fright because there's nobody in there, and I'm like, "Hello, please." Do, like, do you smell the porcelain? Like, what's going on here, guy? Like, you come on now. It's time. And it's like, no, it'll, it'll fight me. And I'm like, nope. I'm not leaving this bathroom till you pee. <laughs> I don't care how long somebody stands out there. That's the other man in the mirror. That's the one that you're really yeah, having a battle right. with. That's the little man in the mirror. The man That's down the real south. guy I fight with more so than everybody is the, that, the little man in the mirror. Yeah. Oh, man. I hate did, to look him in the eye. <laughs> did you uh, get the video that I sent you? I sent you a video. Did you get? Yeah, I saw that just before we recorded. Bro. Yes, I had so many questions. I'm glad we didn't discuss it. I it's mean, perfect to bring it up right now, here, right now. I don't I know if, again, if it's me being dumb or what happened. So I'm hanging out with Dick. Uh, Dick's the guy I, you know, started the show with, like four or I five like years that. ago. I like that you segue from our Dick talk into other talk about Dick, Dick in the bathroom. <laughs> okay, I like it. And we are sitting there in the bathroom, and like we went in like at the same time and. I, I, where I was this bathroom, by the way? It was weird. I have some questions about this. Place, it was at a, but where was it at? At a restaurant. What do you mean? Okay, where I figured it, it was a bar restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Like what restaurant specifically? Do you remember? Oh, Applebee's. It's it was same. in Applebee's. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You um, went back to the scene of the crime. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, okay. Well, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> neither. Whether that matters or not, I don't know. If, yeah. No. Is that well, related? because. Uh, no, it no, it not it has nothing to do with where your wallet got stolen from, but it um it just because yes, because of what you're about to tell me, I just wondered what place had the door like this. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know cuz we were um when we were inside, we were walking out about to be um anyways, and then we saw in the back of the door it said ladies. And we were like, "Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. What? No. <laughs> wait, <laughs> no, no, are we in the wrong bathroom?" 
and then there, you know and there's uh, there's another bathroom across like directly opposite of the door we went in so i like i was like i know there's another bathroom like but so i stopped and i started recording because i was like i gotta take a video of this if we're actually in the wrong bathroom and because there was a urinal so my mind was blown right. there i'm like how is this the ladies if there's a urinal <laughs> That doesn't right. make any sense. And then I mean, they Dick could point, use it, but man, that's baller right there. Dick points out like the baby changing station, and I'm like, that's a little okay. bad looking. That's rough. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, God. No, because then, I will say this I see those in bathrooms all the time. I'm in bathrooms, different bathrooms. Regardless, all, right? Every day on my job. And yes, absolutely. Because dudes got to take care of babies too. You know, like fucking sometimes I got to change a fucking diaper too. Like, uh, and I need something, not a toilet to do that on. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was like, they've changed that. Uh, and then, then we were sitting there on the other side of the door before going back out. And we're like, we can't leave at the same time. Like, if this is actually the ladies' room, this is like awful. Or we got to, we got to <laughs> leave too before somebody else comes in. And, right. uh, and then I told him, like, you know, we walk out at, like, slightly different times, and I, like, look at the door. I'm like, you know, one of us was like, we got to figure out where, like, if this is the right restroom. And the other one said ladies. So I was like, who, where do the guys go? Okay, so see, are, well, no, no, be, but on the outside, this was my question. So, yeah, I, when you sent me that video, I was like, okay, wait, are they in the ladies' room? And then John pointed out, but there's a urinal. And I was like, wait, okay. So then I was confused. But then I realized it was while the door was closed, so it was on the inside of the door. Yeah, yeah. So on the outside of the door, did it say men's? Ladies. Man. No, yeah. It said it on both both doors in the front and the one side of the restroom that I used. I don't know if I would have walked in. Maybe they're like... So on the, gender, but I'm, that's what I'm asking. On the specific? outside of the door that you were in, on the door, like the door that you showed me in that video that said "ladies." Yeah. When you opened it and went outside, what was on that ladies. side? Ladies. You go. So really, so I walked out of the bathroom. Right. I, I left yes. the bathroom. Yeah. I'm not even in there anymore. Uh -huh. I look at the restroom across the hall. It says "ladies." I look at the one I just came from. Ladies. And I'm like, they're both. <laughs> so there are no men's rooms. Like, I don't know. Maybe they're not gender specific, and it doesn't matter anymore because the signs old. Well, that's too. what. It, Okay, it well, is that's an old, old so, sign. That, okay, now my head is hurting. You are confusing me to the fullest now because I thought they were just fucking with your head, you know, and they were like, we'll put the ladies' sign on the inside of the <laughs> men's room to make men be like, oops, did I just do the wrong thing? They better but not. the urinal, what the hell's happening? That's fucked but up. But now I'm like, now I think they were just fucking with you. Yeah, yeah. But the sign's See, so You should have found out by going in the other, the other door and seeing if there was urinal in the other ladies' room. I, you know what? I should have. I wasn't curious enough. Yeah. I was more embarrassed and like, no, I got to get out of here. Exactly. Uh, but no, I, I look, as a dude who frequently uses a ladies room when the men's room is occupied and I got to fucking go, um, I would just go in the ladies because I don't give a shit because I'm respectful and I don't piss all over their seat. If I pee, I put the seat up. If I shit, I don't. You know what I mean? That's what. So, but. I, 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 as one of those guys, when I come out of the ladies room knowingly, I definitely like head down, walk out quickly, get the fuck out of there. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, like, I'm sorry. I'm I don't want to, yep, sorry. yep, sorry, sorry. And then I, sometimes I will say, um, like I used to do it a lot at, uh, at Casey's. We go to Casey's on Sunday night and there'd be a line for the bathrooms. And sometimes, uh, a lady would come out of the men's room and I'd be like, well, <laughs> fucking i'm going to the ladies room then like she used mine yeah, i'm gonna use right? hers and i and there was i there was kind of no shame in that i would leave the restroom and look at whatever ladies were in line and say i put the seat up like <laughs> you know <laughs> like i did not piss on the seat that you're about to use i'm not a piece of I, shit uh, no because I, I get kind of apprehensive about it because like even at like 7-elevens before 
they'll be like, you know, somebody will, I'm in line for the men's and then somebody will come behind me and they'll be like, is the ladies room? Is anybody in the ladies room? I was right. like, I don't think so. Right. And they're like, just use that one. Go in that one. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, nah, do well, I? I it's, like, you can it, go that's in that the one. thing. I will. But only if it's like, I got to fucking go. Like the, just the, just one day this week, I went to some gas station or something and I went and I pulled on the men's room and it was locked and I was like, I've, I, I ain't waiting. I got a hundred other fucking stops to do and this piss is about to come out of me. And, you know, so I walked right in the ladies and I pulled it out, stood in front of the toilet, fucker wouldn't piss. God, I hate that little guy. <laughs> oh, shit. Man, oh, man. Um, okay. Should we, um, oh, you uh, follow up with that documentary you started talking about last week? You want to do that? Yeah, the Tony Hawk, absolutely. We can we can go to break, come back, and uh, I can do that, and then we can talk some news if you want. All righty, that sounds good. So, yeah, we'll be right back in just a little bit. This is episode 205 of Funny to Informing. Baby, now I got the flow, because I know it from the start. Baby, when you broke my heart, that I had to call my game and show you that I win. Your love of mine. All the times I said that I loved you. Your love of Yes, I try. Yes, I try. Your lines are mine. Even though you know I died for you. Your lines are mine. Yes, I cry. Yes, I cry. Welcome back to Funny Two for Me, episode two hundred and five. I'm John. That's Chris Gates of Heisberg Coleman. The Nashter Orlando. I uh, <laughs> that was me DJing or me coming up with some new music. Coosbane. Oh, Coosbane. I was like, that's, you, you uh, DJing. Hopefully, it's better than me DJing because that's silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my alter ego. That's that's who I am at nighttime. I, uh, uh so yeah, dude. All right, so that guy. I hadn't seen him in a while. Actually, I was just talking to my mom about him. Um, because she was like, hey, do you watch this guy? And I was like, I forget who she said. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. I see his stuff on there. But I was like, honestly, I'm more of a fan of Coosbane. 
And she was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that guy because we both found that that dude's through social media, same as you and I found him. And uh, he just popped up on my feed again this week, ironically, with um, with, you know, some new mixes. And I was like, you know, I was listening to him. And I was like, man, this guy is really I now nah, I'm reminded why I like him so much. And but then, you know, as I watch him, I'm like, man, he does look like John. And then when I picked up my phone, when you FaceTime me and I opened it up, I was like, this motherfucker, it's like who's is FaceTiming me. Oh, it's the <laughs> headphones. It's the headphones and the he doesn't the even wear headphones. It's the hair. It's the hair, the it's, smile, and the skinny smile. Skinny or whatever. Yeah, skinny white guy complex. Skinny That's white guy is. complex, right? It's like I look like every heavy set <laughs> white guy with a beard. You look like every Kuzbane motherfucker in the world. So yeah, I have a new album out. <laughs> Listen cool. to it. He does have a I, new mix on uh, on all of his platforms. It's uh, called Kuz Kuz on the Sand, I think. And he's like on uh, on the beach doing like mixing it up. It's pretty cool. I like, do that. Again, his stuff is amazing. Um, you know, well, I, as a fan, I send anybody to his platforms to check his stuff out. If you look at him on social media, you will get the you know the link tree, which will take you to all of his stuff on Spotify, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So K O O Z E B A N E. Yeah, Kuzbane is pretty good. I uh, I do Big that in fan. my free. T- I do that in my free time, and then I work on awesome. funny to informing. Sweet. Informin. So put some of that money Informing. into the put some of that money into this bullshit, and let's get somewhere. Right, and it'll be more. You guys informin. got like sponsorships and all this shit, right? Maybe we'll be funnier I'll, too. Hold I'll your be breath. Informing Norman after that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold your breath. Not happening. Yeah, and you'll be the funny bunny for Easter. Happy Easter! Easter. Yeah. It's an Easter theme. Um, it all comes back around. I'm informing Norman, and that is the funny bunny. Storming informing Norman. <laughs> um, all right, so should we uh, play the uh, documentary that you have? Well, no. Yeah, well, we won't. Yeah, let's but. play that pre recorded piece right now. What's up, Doc? Mm. What's up, Doc? This is heavy duty, Doc. This is great. Mm. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? Is there a doctor in the house? I'm a doctor. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? We really mean it. What's up, John? You're dying over there. <laughs> I looked down at my screen and I was like, "Wait, I'm gonna, I'm gonna improvise." John is dying. What's up? Are you okay? I'm, I'm doing okay. I was trying okay. so hard to hold it in. I wanted to <laughs> Were you? let you get that out. <laughs> well, that's fine. I appreciate you letting me get that. You should have just coughed over it. Nobody wants to hear me fake. What's up? I'm dying. <laughs> uh, so this is What's Up, Doc, the segment where I bring you a documentary I watch and John tries not to die. Just one thing at a time. One, <laughs> one, thing at one a time. step at a time, guys. Uh, so <laughs> I watched, and I teased this uh, on the last show, so you guys, if anybody listened, all four of you, uh, you could have watched it so that you can think, see what you think about it and we can kind of compare notes. But I watched uh, Till the till the Wheels Fall Off. Excuse me, I almost fucked that title. Till the Wheels Fall Off. Yeah, Until the Wheels Fall Off, which is a documentary on pretty much the life and career of Tony Hawk. If you haven't heard of him, Google him. Uh, I don't know why you haven't heard of him. Uh, Anybody from our age group really should know who this guy is. Um, Skateboarding's kind of biggest name, really, right? Like, he brought skateboarding to the masses. 
Oh, well, he's got the, he's the one of the few anyway that have like a video game after him. Yes, and they like, bring that up. You know, I was watching the doc, and I was like, I can't wait till they get to the Tony Hawk <laughs> pro skater part because man, I fucking loved that. I mean, I loved oh, all things yeah. skating as a kid, so this was like this was a no brainer. I actually heard uh, that this was coming out on whatever day it came out, and I went and watched it the very next day. So, like, I this was must see TV for me, so to speak. It's available on HBO Max, so anybody who has any of the HBO products can go view it there. It's about two hours long, and. As a guy who grew up on Tony Hawk, again, like idolizing the guy, you know, he was the skateboarding god, you know, to be reached, you know, by all others. And uh, I was super interested in watching it. I learned what, you know, I learned not I learned a little about his career that I did not know as just a casual fan growing up. But I did learn a lot about his personal life and like his relationship with his parents and then later on having kids and his personal relationships and marriages, etc. And it was super interesting as far as that goes and kind of it ended on he's 53 53 53 and and that's where i was going to go at you know it it kind of wraps it in you know in a nice little bow and talks about where he and some of his counterparts are today and what they're doing today and there's a handful of these guys that were of that time and of his crew back in the day that are still doing it um some of some of them at a high level but really none of them more than tony hawk so at the end, I, you know, without spoiling it again, it, I will just say that um, it shows Tony in his own compound uh, skating on a vert ramp, you know, a series of vert ramps that he has uh, that are his own. And uh, it says he still, you know, trains like f- six hours a day, four days a week. Oh, like, still today? Like yeah, currently? 53 years old, still oh out there God. busting 540s and kickflip McTwisters and all, you know, Christ airs. When did he get you know. started? <clears throat> so he started... He start? He started super young. He was kind of younger than his other counterparts in the day who were in their young teens. He was like uh, like 10 or 11 years old when people he would he went out to the skate park and realized that he he actually says it in the documentary. He went to the skate park in his, his local hometown and he said there were like five divots in the ground that people that he would just like he would get in the divot and just kind of go back and forth left and right in them and he said an older kid came through at a at at high speed and went in one divot and ollied out of it and then you know cleared an entire divot and landed in in the next divot and he saw that and was like oh my god that's possible i like that's what i'm gonna do for my life and yeah that's literally what he did for his life from like 11 years old on yeah, I guess like this is what I'm reading here is like they had it as an outlet for him to like exert energy because he was like described as hyperactive. Yeah, so I guess he and had too much he, energy. Yeah, and he was he tried you know like basketball, baseball, like all the team sports, and for whatever because he was small and undersized and super skinny with no like real quote unquote strength, he didn't really excel at these things, and he didn't really appreciate the team sports as much as some people do. Well, you know his nickname, right? Birdman? He looks like a fucking bird. He, well, I mean, he Hawk. He I, I like always, growing up, I thought it was just the name Hawk, right? But no, once you know that he's a gangly oh, fucking dude, yeah, so it, the Birdman moniker really suits him in, in his real name and his and his, his, his appearance and how he's built. Um, but yeah, it, I found it super interesting. You know, it was a, it was a must watch for me. Anybody who kind of grew up in my era and spent time on a skateboard, I feel like even if you didn't, you can appreciate this, but if you did, um, you will really, you know, you, you should be drawn to this and just have, you know, a level of awe for what this guy's achieved. 
what's uh, sure. what's kind of cool about it is like he's the most unsuspecting person to be like the best ever at skateboarding. Right. right. When you when he you was, think of like a skateboarder. Right. I mean, his build is is very odd, and that's that was kind of what his setback was when he was young. Was that everybody kind of overlooked him, and nobody had. Uh, had any you know no is the preconceived notions were the exact opposite of what he brings to the table you know and and it kind of goes into his strengths aren't physical strength his strength his family talks about it his best friends talk about it people that know him from back in the day and his whole life talk about it is is never giving up like he would see a trick like if anybody i remember when he when he landed that 900 and it was 1999 that's how fucking long ago this was yeah, he landed the 900 in the X Games in '99. It was like the second or third X Games. I remember watching that, and that shit was like the competition was technically over for like half an hour or 45 minutes before he actually landed it. He just kept going. He would fall and climb back up there and try it again, and fall and climb back up there and try it again. For like I said, they had a clock running on the time of the competition. And had it been any real sport that was enforced to any level, like soccer or baseball or football, it it wouldn't have counted. But because it was it was skateboarding, it was more of a freestyle type event. Obviously, everybody in the in the world wanted to see that happen, so everyone just let it go on. Nobody was going to stop the guy, and he went out there and did it. And that was like the the and they sum it up in the movie it, it perfectly. That is like encapsulates that guy's like that his life and his passion for competition and, and finishing things that he started that that yeah, is you the perfect def- you can, selling point for that his character can be defined absolutely by a couple of things that he did in that moment to not Way quit to, it. to get it done character definition absolutely for sure yeah and just keep just never stop like and people that know him talk about how in those moments he's a complete asshole who doesn't see anything else on it's it's almost like michael jordan if you watch the the last dance documentary and how michael yeah, jordan would yeah. shut everything else in his life out to to do what he was wanting to do on the basketball court it's the same thing for tony hawk in, in a in a vert ramp well cuz that's one of those it's like you know how many times you've got to fall before actually doing any of it right and then right. so then you think about that and then you and think they keep about getting people... up and keep doing it after falling yeah. and and that scary or possibly injuring fucking you know event happening to you to get back up and be like no uh-uh you're not nope that's not how this ends and when you're like the greatest ever, you know, all those people that fell 10,000, 50,000 times, your boy over here, Birdman, fell 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 times. Like, it, it, you, the more you fall, it sounds weird, the more you fall and make mistakes and try to improve, the better you're always going to end up being. But you have to For fall sure. more. I mean, it's it you even like you hear the pros, you know, they talk about like learning, quote unquote, how to fall. Like how to fall yeah. properly without putting yourself out for a day, a week, a month or fucking breaking a, a limb, you know, like the proper way to do that, because that's Take part of the game. But yeah, it, it just goes into how he kind of changed the game because as a young kid, he didn't have the strength. Dude, it's so it's it's so crazy the level of detail they get into. Like as a kid who used to ride a skateboard, and uh, you know only moderately well at that, but like I couldn't do any of these vert things, or there was no half piping for me. So the fact that I see somebody do that shit is like wow, okay, you're on another level. But then they talk about like the the technicals of it, and I, I appreciated how they got so technical in some of it. For somebody like me who understands it, it it opened my eyes a lot to what this guy was doing. So like I guess back in the day. 
when professional skaters were skating these these bowls, these pools, vert vert ramps, and they're coming out up to the lip and they're going to do a trick. I guess when they first started doing this, they would bend over and grab their board and like jump and pull their board up at the at the top of the ramp to get air and do whatever they were going to do. Tony Hawk ah. was not strong enough to do that. So he decided, well, it's much more efficient and I don't have the strength to grab my board and pull myself and my board up out of the, you know what I mean? I don't have that kind of physical strength. So he decided to make it more efficient and ollie at the top of the lip to go into the air and get your, your required amount of air to do whatever tricks you're going to do. Nobody did that. Wow. Now everyone does that. that. First. Me neither. Neither did I. And uh, nor did I know that back in the day they were literally just like caveman strength pulling themselves out of the off of the lip, you know, out of the fucking ramp with their momentum. And Tony Hawk changed that or he he went from not using from using muscle to using momentum. And that's just that's a huge change. I was just like my eyes were open like, wow, okay, And that totally makes sense because he's a small guy. He doesn't have the brute strength to do that. And because he didn't have the strength that a lot of these dudes do or did. He changed the game and made it like where now everyone copies things he started doing because they're much more efficient and easy, easier to copy. Yeah, because it's like at that point, if you are physically able to just do it normally, then you're not even going to think about the way around it. Right. Like, oh, yeah, Why like, change yeah, I'll just, it? I'll get this is the way I do I'll, it. Yep. This is the way it's done. And he's like, yeah. well, I can't do it that way, so I have to do it this way. And then guys look at that and they go, wow, look at all the crazy shit you can do when you do it that way because you're not using all your strength to physically pull yourself up. Holy shit. Like, you know, and then... Yeah, and then he said that you know really the game was changed when um, Mike McGill created the McTwist, which Tony Hawk said he looked at him, watched him do that trick, and said, "Holy shit, have you been training with gymnast? Like, how did you?" <laughs> and he said, "I immediately <laughs> saw that and said I have to figure that out." So he spent the next who knows how many days hucking himself out of a fucking an empty pool and falling on his face to to learn and perfect that trick and then and then at the end again it says you know i think it says he's perfect he's created and named over a hundred tricks in skateboarding in his life oh so inventive it's crazy yeah. and i bet you yeah. whoever like invented the uh skateboard in general was like this was just supposed to be a point a to point b you know board well, on wheels that you travel faster with and then people well you know well, you know own. where what that was you're kind of right it wasn't it was not necessarily it, it was less of a mode of transportation but the first person to invent the skateboard was a surfer who i think moved away from the beach and wanted to surf and looked outside and all he had was concrete so he took the wheels off of a set of roller skates and nailed them onto a plank of wood that's and, so cool. And that's why back in the day before people started doing that's like Tony Hawk style tricks on their skateboards, you would see dudes like riding it with their at the front, you know, they'd walk up and down the board and do all that weird, like hanging their toes off the front and doing those big curvy turns. Cause it was literally surfing from taken from the water and put on concrete. That's so. insane. And yeah. then people like Tony Hawk and you know, all those other guys started being like, well, let's launch this fucker 10 feet into the air out of a vert ramp and fucking spin ourselves seven and a half times. Like, <laughs> the, you know, you talk about like technology morons. and innovation, innovation as far as, as extreme sports has gone, you know, through the roof in the last 10, 20 years as well. Uh, it's so impressive. And then at the same time, like, and also because I'm getting older, but I know I'm not coordinated enough to pull it off. So it's like moronic. You're old. Like, I know I'm I would fashioned. snap my neck. So 
You're right. No, no, you're right. So I was watching it, you know, with my girlfriend and I looked at her and I was like, oh man, God, that looks so awesome. Like I want to do that, but I got to get up and go to work tomorrow and for the next month. Like I can't be in traction. (laughs) I will break a fucking ankle and you know, like I want to do it so bad, but I I just can't. I'm too old for that shit, dude. So the fact that to know that he's, you know, a good 12, 13 years older than me and he's out there doing it to such a high level still is like, holy shit. Like hats off to that guy. Oh, and he's oh yeah, he's maintained. I mean, he didn't he didn't fall off not a single bit. I don't think in in all of his years, and he's still considered. I mean, pretty, he, uh, legendary. he has. I you say he hasn't, but he has. I mean, the the age is still you know he's still an older guy. He's not maybe up there at the top you know competing wise, but he's still out there doing it four or five days a week, hours and hours a day training. Well, um, and I don't and, know. And one he way. says he has retired. Spoiler alert: He has retired the nine hundred, quote unquote, for now. It says. Well, That's and I it and I will tell you, I don't know for a fact because I have his net worth here. I don't know for a fact, but I bet you his net worth now is more than his net worth when he was prime time skateboarder. Absolutely. Well, it goes over that in the documentary. It talks about how when he was young, he lost all that money, and then skating took a huge dip in the early '90s. Kind of right when I was picking it up. As a kid, it was kind of coming back into fashion. And then now, you know, the X Games were created. And since then, it's now included in the Olympics. But yes, he he definitely has, he that guy has earned and lost millions in his life. And now you his net worth is still super comfortable. He's yeah, probably worth $50, 50 million. Dollars. 50 million? $100 million? Uh, $140 million. <sighs> Three times my first guess. Jesus. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's got that value. And I know that that was not what he was worth when he was skateboarding, I don't think. Especially in the 90s, money was a little different, too. No, yeah. But. Well, he taught, And it was amazing when he got to the video game portion of it, because I was like, here we go. Like, as much as I love that yep. guy skating as a kid, when that game came out, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm all about it. Like, I knew all the names on the game. I, I was super deep into skating, and I, I was a, I immediately a huge fan. And yeah. he talked about how, you know, those came out and they were huge hits. And he he didn't even make, I think he made a little bit of money for those while they were out. But he said it was like a good, I think Tony Hawk 4 was out. And he said uh, they came to him and they were like, you know, he said, I think they asked him, how did you know like when this game had made it or when you had made it? And he said, Activision sat me down after like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4 and they handed me a check and they were like, yeah, so this is like a huge hit and uh, people love it. And, you know, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. And he was and they yeah. were like, how much was the check for? And he was like a hundred million dollars or some shit like that. Or no, one point five million dollars or something, which was a ton of money at, in his day. Like, well, for him, too. Yeah. Right. Especially when you're to just, just starting be handed out. a check for that. Right. Right. Yeah. That's like the. Oh, he wasn't the just beginning. starting out. When Tony Hawk Pro Skater came out, that guy was already. Around no, I mean, it was. But it was the birth of his like entrepreneurial ship. Yeah. Is that a, you're right. a word? Right. Uh, entrepreneurship. Entrepreneur- Close enough. Yeah, I think I added Close some, like, an A and an L. Yeah, 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 you did. It was good though. Yeah, <laughs> I and I could be wrong too. Who knows? But yeah, uh, it was again super interesting. Anybody, even if you're not a fan, this is one where you'll walk away being a fan of of him as like, you know, just like as a guy. Like you can't not respect the guy. And he talks about his mistakes in his life with marriages and kids and stuff like that, and how now as an older guy, you know, he. He looks back on that and regrets some of his choices, but it also talks about his injuries and he like lists them. He's like the evil Knievel of a fucking plank of wood with wheels on it guy. So like, I yeah, you have to make, you have to make a lot of money to pay for those bills when you go to yes, the hospital all yes. the time. So oh, yeah, highly recommend until the wheels fall off. 
I feel like that's uh, that's what everybody thinks when Tony Hawk will will give up. Uh, one of his friends even says like it's you know like I've already come to terms with we are probably going to die on a skateboard. Yeah, I believe that. I for, for him especially over everybody else he'll he'll be downhill on a skateboard and have a heart attack and they'll be like oh he died doing what he loved yep you know? yep At doing what he loved that. yep he jumped out of a helicopter into a vert ramp. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt if he like sleeps on a skateboard, just in like a box. That on like keeps a skateboard upright, shaped so bed, like Nick Swartzen and Grandma's Boy. Yeah, but it's a fucking sweet skateboard bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we do uh, some of the news before wrapping up and uh, yes, into so much news, so much news and digi hears. Let's get to the digis. <laughs> Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear? 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 We bring it to you live in the physical, digital download theme. We'll be reaching critical mass. We give it our all. We love if you give us a little back. We can't be too mad at you for clicking on that. Yo, did you hear? Horror show all up in your ear. Yo, did you hear? Did you hear? And I am informing Norman, and that is the funny bunny on this Easter episode. <laughs> I'm the funny bunny. You're informing Norman. <laughs> I uh, should I go first or you? Me? You go ahead, kick me? it off. I got nothing. Me? I got you? no news. Is there news? Was okay. there news this week? I don't know. Uh, did you hear? Uh, and a lot of people have at this point, and then we've been slowly getting updates that this uh, Brooklyn subway shooting. Um, yeah. The. The, this guy, you know, we don't really say names when it's, um, you know, I, a lot of people have been saying this guy's name, though. Really? I've been, yeah, I noticed that this week. I'm like, every time I listen to all the programs I listen to that are like, oh, we shouldn't mention this guy's name because all he wants is his name in the media and notoriety. They just been saying his name ad nauseum. And I'm like, is this a different case? Like maybe because he didn't kill anybody. I don't know. Thank God he didn't kill anybody. See, uh, yeah, 10 people were shot, 29 were treated at a nearby hospital. So, yeah, it looks like it looks nobody. Like it last, at last been, I heard yesterday, nobody nobody was dead. They were, A few were still in like some type, I don't remember if it was critical. I don't want to say critical condition. I don't remember. But um, but it sounded like everybody was going to pull through just with injuries. So Yeah, and that's literally, I love when something hard, like people have bad intentions or something horrible like this happens, but it has like a decent ending to it or with, with minimum damage done or like, obviously I don't think he meant he got accomplished what he wanted. Like he wanted some real suffering and people are, yeah. you know, yeah, he, he sounded like a bumbling fool from all the details I heard on the scene. I heard an interview from a guy who literally was sitting across from him on the subway train when he, when he started this attack the fr- this guy claims he was the first person he shot the gun towards, and the guy quote unquote dodged the bullet. I don't know how that was possible. He was like the Tony okay. Hawk. He was like the All Tony right. Hawk of subway bullets. But <laughs> um, yeah, the guy was a fumbling, bumbling idiot. Like he went to pull out the gas canisters and uh, and a hatchet, and he dropped the hatchet on the floor. And then it was like, oh, 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 sorry. And then, like, I guess pulled the gas canister and the gas mask out. And that's when people started, like, fucking reacting and being like, what the hell? 
And then he pulled the gun out. And I guess while he was in his rampage, uh, one of his guns jammed and he left it there, which was one of the things that ended up, even if they, you know, letting them know that he was clearly the guy what an idiot. doing this. He is a complete idiot from top Wait, to what's bottom. What's the end game? I didn't realize like, he was as old as he was either. You know, he's like 63 or something. He does look old as shit. And I'm like, because I have like a still image here, because I guess he did a video before doing the attack. So I like, guess this guy has a history of um, of a YouTube feed with some questionable shit on it where he's a very like black nationalist, like where he pretty much hates all other races other than the black people from, you know, the reports that I'm hearing. Wow. I haven't even seen any of his videos, but yeah, because I, I was reading that he has like like a little bit of a uh, fingerprint in social media. And then there were five people. I guess that are all going to split the fifty thousand dollar reward that was out for him. Oh, really? During the man Okay, hunt. I did not hear that. That's news to me. Yeah, so I guess five people like all slightly contributed, so they're all going to be splitting the fifty thousand. Um, you know, I'm just like when you look at the guy, I'm like that guy ran for thirty hours. <laughs> that guy, I don't think he ran a step, but anyway, his man <laughs> but he got away for thirty hours, right? Yeah, his man like were, they were on otherwise. a man hunt. Or you're on a man boob hunt. That's what you're on. <laughs> Yeah, he looks like a like a sad individual. I just don't know, like when you live that long, you know, six seven decades. Why, like, why now fly off the handle? Or why uh, not because just kill you have yourself? mental instabilities, bro. You have mental instabilities, which this guy clearly has. Anybody that takes out any kind of these or attempts any of these fucking attacks on populations clearly has you know mental instabilities that need to be treated. Or yeah, it's like you need you're to so be taken away from society to be you know whatever so society's not victim to your your instability you're so stupid but it's like randomly he like was trying to think intellectually enough to be like i'll bring a smoke bomb and you know do this and right? then fire he with had this like, and like, he had all such these, a plan like, all the stuff he brought such a plan that just fell apart so did he really have a plan or did he just have a bunch of stuff in his head and he thought like he thought he was gonna like fucking pull it out and be like Bruce Willis from Die Hard, and not Bruce Willis from his most recent movies where he can't even talk or say things. <laughs> yeah, like he's yeah, that's what it is. He's people watch too many movies and yeah. think that they're uh -huh. all capable of that. Right, like, dude, no. you're 63. You're a gross, fat, overweight piece of shit. Just no, just don't. No, what are you? You Tony Hawk? You're gonna do a 900 on the subway? No, dude. No, you're not. Yeah, you you think that everything's gonna go well, and then it's like you're you're sweating and breathing heavy just to get down the stairs into the subway, and it's like okay, so if you're already gassed out and and right. tired, you got a right. long. He's way not to doing go. a nine hundred. He's doing ten to twenty, and he's only gonna serve eight of them because he's gonna die. Because he's, <laughs> he's an old overweight yeah. motherfucker, and prison's not gonna treat him well. It's like you know what? I'm not. I don't think I want to kill anybody. I'm just gonna take a nap. I'm going to snap it out and then see Forever. how I feel when I wake up. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I have another one. Did you hear that a South Carolina inmate, um, he was sentenced to death, and he's picking a firing squad over Okay, I heard a little chair. bit about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was an option. Like, how archaic is fucking South Carolina, by the way, dude? They're like, oh, well, well, guess what? You got a choice. <laughs> we could shoot you we'll and do they it. don't even do lethal injection that's not even one of the options that seems odd to me that the yeah. only choices are electric chair and firing squad the firing squad thing only got introduced i feel like what was it like a year and a half ago or oh something? is that new okay because that's new. actually old when you go back in time that is actually quite an old oh, way to like kill the oldest folk. 
<laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Before there was electric chairs, yeah, there were guns. You know, before Benjamin Franklin got hit with a lightning bolt, uh, they were just shooting people <laughs> up yeah. against the wall. Yeah, they're work. They're working on planting a tree out front of City Hall so that they can hang people outside of the courthouse. Wow, throwback, South Carolina. <laughs> it's a hangback. <laughs> yeah, it says uh, Richard Moore, fifty-seven. Um, he's the first state prisoner to face the choice of execution methods. Um, so I guess he's the first one ever to Wow, so they're giving the you decision. a choice now. Okay. Wow. Last meal um, and way you want to die. <laughs> he will be facing uh, both lobsters and workers. Way. Oh, is it for the food? <laughs> Wait, what did you Sorry. say? <laughs> Sorry, I was reading. I didn't. You no, said I know you were. I know you were. I know you were. The uh, listeners. I was hearing my voice in my yeah, head. No, that's fine. That's fine. No, I, uh, of course. I know. No. I know. I don't expect you. I was. I was talking it, over you. It'll be three prison workers uh, with rifles. Uh, that's how. Uh, so I guess. I do they shoot like midsection or? Wait, so it's other all? prisoners? No, no, no. Three prison oh. workers. Oh, workers. Okay. Are with I was rifles. Like, oh shit, we're gonna have a prison break scenario here. Yeah, and uh, boom, Nashville scored again. Fuck, sorry. Oh, nice, buddy. Haney Mukhtar <laughs> just fucking powered it to the back of the net. Anyway, he's a going uh, for a brace. Two goals here. So this I is what I know about firing squads. This yeah. is what I know about them is no matter how many shooters they have lined up, only one of them has a live round in in their gun. Oh, I don't know if that's and true. Or not, and here's what missed. I've also heard is you could wiki that, wiki it up while you're at it. But I've heard that they don't tell the guy who has the bullet in his gun. No one knows who it is, so that no one goes home blaming themselves for killing someone. Well, that's why I would think put it's put kind of a placebo of effect. And no, like gets if blamed. there's five shooters, four get blanks and one gets a real bullet. Uh, it's actually the opposite. Uh, although each firing squad member must fire, one of the shooters usually receives a gun with a blank. This ensures that ah. no one in the group is able to know for sure which of them fired the fatal round. So there only one gets a fake, not That's one weird. gets the real. Okay, well that well that makes more sense because yeah, if only one bullet hits you, it might be a real slow death. Like. Depending on where they hit you, you know. That's so what I'm yeah, saying. like let's increase the chances. If there's five of them, let, let, let's have at least four of them with real bullets, so that at least one of them just takes me the fuck out. Yeah, and it's and there's only three of them, so it's like, what if they all hit the leg? I'm just like it, <laughs> that. Sucks. That's weird that those were his two options. Like, did they were there other options on the table, or was it just electric chair or firing squad? Just it, before it was just the electric chair, and no no prisoner even had the choice. And now that's because just, there's a second oh, option, like what about lethal injection? Which I hear that's not the best either. But and then I'm like, well, why not just carbon monoxide poison, fuckers? Like people do that right? to themselves all the time. Like that's apparently the easiest way to get it done. But to, so, the, but the electric chair, there's got to be newer technology to that because there's no way it's just about like sponging your head yeah, and turning. No, on. that seems like a that does seem like a nightmarish, archaic way to fucking kill prisoners no i that's don't think crazy. we should be killing prisoners anyway for the most part but uh yeah that, that's i don't know man that would be a tough choice for me what would you choose john uh assuming that they're like i would uh, want the let's say you squad. have all let's say you have all three like uh electric chair firing uh, squad or lethal injection oh lethal injection okay lethal and then injection. take that away you only have the two this guy had what are you choosing firing squad under the guarantee that they're going to hit me in the head or heart yeah, I think they're probably all aiming for upper chest. I think would be like don't all of, don't all of you for. hit me in the stomach, and then I'm yeah, just no. sitting there on the ground like, oh fuck, uh, yeah, oh, I feel myself slow dying. Yeah, yeah, the electric <laughs> chair seems like a nightmare too, dude. Honestly, I don't yeah. know. That's that's a tough choice, but 
I think maybe I choose Firing Squad too because if it's quick, you know, you you hope that it's quick and over, right? Like, ugh, ugh. Um, that is th- this is ugh. set. This is set to happen on April 29th. He'll be put to de- uh, death, and he's the first person to be put to death in the state in South Carolina since 2011. That's not even that long ago. Ten or uh, eleven 10 years, years. Eleven years ago. Yeah. Good ten, eleven years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Wow. That's that's been a story wowie, wowie. I've been wondering about this week as I heard it come across the wire somewhere else. But yeah, that was that's a that's a dark one. Thanks, John. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, did you hear that there was a 43 car pileup um, in a massive crash here in Orlando on the 408? No. no. Um, what? Yeah, 43 car pileup. Um, it happened um, right before the weekend, or, or like during the weekend, kind of. Um, nobody, thankfully. Somehow nobody was hurt, um, or or no one reported injury. One reported injury. Nobody died or anything like that. So weird. Um, I blame that new express that always, lane <laughs> where nobody dude, pays attention. You know what? To the speed that, that express lane. Yeah, when they when they open up that express lane, they have all these signs that like because it, it's obviously like the highway. You know that they put the express lane on is a free highway, but you can go on the express lane and pay the tolls. But like they put all these signs up, they're monitoring your speed and they're they're um, like enforcing litter violations and stuff like that. Like I don't want to go on there just because like <laughs> that's a high well, rate to get pulled over and have to here's deal with problems my, that you don't ask for. Here's my catch twenty two on that whole thing. When I was in town and I was getting the lowdown on it, I wanted to ride on it, but nobody whose cars I were in had the the what is it the little sticker that goes on your windshield where they auto deduct the the funds from and apparently you have to have that in order to ride on this new express lane because there's no toll booths and i'm like well why can't they just bill your tag and they're like no they won't do that you have to have the transponder on your car and i'm like well what happens if you drive on it without the transponder like well they they fine you 25 dollars i thought it was a hundred no, well, I heard it's minimum 25 or some shit, right? So, and it can go up from there depending on how long you ride on it probably. But, so I was just like, okay, well, so I don't have a transponder. How do they get their money? And they go, oh, they bill you. And I go, how do they bill you? With your tag. But so they like, won't do, do that, that for the, the charges. Place. Exactly. And I'm like, fuck yourself, <laughs> Orlando. Get your fucking shit situated and call me back. Like, I, you know what I mean? I don't know what to tell you. That is the yeah. stupidest, you know, fucking jump through this hoop, but not through that hoop that I've ever heard. And I was like, uh-uh, nope. I don't even want to drive on those fucking things. <laughs> yeah. But I, I did uh, not hear about that on the 408, which is uh, it, another toll road, which is ironically, see, if you drive on the 408, you don't have to stop a toll booth because they will bill you based on your tag. Exactly right. Like they, they did get all the cut people out the that crashed man. in that wreck, right? It's so dumb. It's uh, it says many of the cars um were totaled beyond repair, and wow, kind of it kind of sucks because like I feel weird saying this. That's always something like you obviously hate to see it, but at the same time, it's always something I've been curious like what it looks like. You know, when there's forty three cars, yeah, like a domino I want to see that absolutely. Just boom, 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 and it, it probably like, lasts. Like what, thirty seconds to a minute? Forty-one cars are like sandwiched in between the forty, the one, and the forty-third. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> right, right. That's like I, I would just like like to see how it all just kind of like plays. I know. Out is there no photos like, attached? Is there? Did no like helicopter or drone get a shot of this? Like bad, 
bad bad job news news coverage it's the, cla- <laughs> it's the classic like you know those news like i don't know where the news always sets up but it seems like they're always like across the street on the other side of the road they're like zoomed in looking at the median of a couple of the cars and a police officer but Stupid. i feel like the shot could be from anything it could be any crash <laughs> anywhere <laughs> any any place right it's like it's it it's it's like fucking a black cop in the Saharan Desert, Africa, and they're like, "I swear, it's Orlando." <laughs> and that's like, it. No, dude, this was clearly in Africa. <laughs> and like, that's it. And you can, look at the license can, plates; it's a zebra. Yeah, and you could tell, like, he's kind of like the whoever the camera guy is or whatever is far away. So it's right. like, how creepy and how far away are you <laughs> that like this is the shot you got? Also, yeah, you it's could, forty-three cars. Drive closer, dude. They're not going anywhere. It's not like we got to get this <laughs> yeah. shot right now, or this will be all cleared up. No, it won't right? be. I promise. You don't got to be in the bushes off the exit, <laughs> you fucking weirdo. <laughs> Come out and take a, pic- a picture. Um, that was the last digi I had. I don't know okay. if you have any. I got some. Some more happy than others. We'll start off with the downers, right? And try to bring sure. them up as we go. Did you hear? Carnival Cruise passenger jumps overboard. This was breaking as of this morning. Is that bad news? That sounds like he wanted it. Ah, well, exactly. And as of this printing at 6.11 a.m. this morning, um, it you know there wasn't a whole lot of details, so we don't really know. But it just says a man jumped overboard on Carnival Cruise headed for Florida, and so far no sign of him. Ooh, I bet a, you A passenger like on the boat tells us she was on deck seven early Saturday morning when two teens came running past her in a panic. She told them to slow down so they wouldn't hurt themselves, and that's when they screamed someone had gone overboard. There was pandemonium on, pandemonium on the ship by some. Others thought it was a joke until security jumped to the ready and began a frantic search. We're told the Coast Guard was called in and they blasted bright lights into the dark sea and then went on the hunt. The cruise line stayed to help in the search, but nothing turned up. The ship then headed for its destination, Port Canaveral, and the Coast Guard continued searching. The, the boat left? Yeah, because well, like we they had go. to get to his destination, yeah. A Carnival spokesperson tells us that the man jumped off the ship. We do know he's an adult who was on the ship with his family. Guest services thought they were joking at first, but then sent security to the area where the man had fallen overboard. Security f- confirmed he had gone overboard, and the Coast Guard was called in. You so, can't just fall overboard. You're doing something to put yourself in that situation. They make it very hard to go over the rail unless you're intentionally doing now. that. Oh yeah. man! Yeah. So that as is. of this as of this recording, that's really all we know. The guy has not been found. Um, they know it was an adult male, and it was somewhere off the international waters of Florida. So yikes! I think the either the boat probably took him out, or he doesn't want to be found. Or you know, he, that was eight. Hey, that was the South Carolina man, and that was his choice for a way to go. So let you know, let the man <laughs> have his choices. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. He wa- uh, yeah. He had to get away from his wife and kids. Let's see. I saw this literally as we started to record. I hadn't seen this headline, but this is from yesterday, and I wanted to uh, definitely touch on this since we've reported on it in the past in a little follow-up here. Uh, Bam Margera settles lawsuit against Johnny Knoxville and Paramount. So last we heard uh, was the new Jackass was uh, was being set to come out, and Bam had already filmed some stuff or was in the process of filming and was just becoming a belligerent asshole on the set and then later continued being belligerent on social media and and through the media and uh, had been cut from the film and completely stricken from everything jackass. Well, he had a new like a no drugs or alcohol like clause in his contract that's, I thought. That's part of it. And yes, but you could tell that in some of his ramblings in the media he was clearly on the under the effect of drugs and or alcohol. Oh, of course. Uh, I mean, well, man, that guy's really so, gone down. 
I, I, I think that we also reported that he uh, sued them for wrongful termination. Um, and it says here, Bam has settled his wrongful terminations in lawsuit against Knoxville, Spike Jones, and Jeff Tremaine, along with Paramount Pictures, MTV, Dick House Entertainment, and Gorilla Flicks, all the production companies behind it. Uh, Bam had sued because he claimed he was forced to sign an agreement he called psychological torture. That's where you were touching on, John. With so many conditions, it was impossible to comply. As a result, he claims he was fired. According to a new court doct, a court doc, uh, Bam is asking to dismiss the lawsuit and all signs point to a settlement. The terms of the settlement remain private. So we don't even know what he got, but psychological torture. That's uh, a yeah, strong the agreement required Bam to submit to regular drug and alcohol tests. And he was also forced to take various prescription drugs, drugs he claimed left him depressed and drained because uh, they were probably because they were stifling his manic episodes. That would be my guess. Well, that would be my excuse. If I was going through it, that's what exactly, I would blame right. it on. Well, yeah. Well, and to, like, in his mind, guys. it does make him seem depressed because he's not at the manic end of the spectrum where he's going all crazy and being a complete problem to filming and everybody around, I'm sure. Um, it's Coachella, not, it's not even the same Coachella popped off. Did you hear Coachella started up? <clears throat> I did. And we, well, we know Kanye didn't go. <laughs> we, we reported Kanye and Travis Scott were uh, were out. Um, and I guess one of the big headlines was that uh, Bieber, I brought him up earlier in the show just randomly, and then I'm reading these headlines on break, and uh, Bieber was like a surprise guest and popped up at one of the uh, one of the performances. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it says uh, like Harry Styles headlined. It also says that uh, yeah, Justin Bieber, Snoop, Harry Styles, and Shania Twain. Like, wow, some blast from the past. Um, Damn, yeah. And it's also said that Big Sean's crowd uh, rivaled Harry Styles' crowd. At the show, so I guess Harry Styles was butthurt about that. Um, well, that's kind of that's surprising to, to hold up to the crowd of Harry, like what Harry Styles can bring. That's what to I'm a saying, concert. right? For Big Sean to yeah, to, to, but that also kind of shows the crowd. Like Coachella is not so much pop music fans as it is more like rock. That's the thing. You know what I mean? And, yeah, because for Harry fans. Styles, you're you're going to need like the kids' parents to pay for them to go see Harry Styles. <laughs> right. Big Sean crowd makes their own. Yeah, they make their own Big money. Sean, yeah, those guys are just fucking trashed in a field somewhere. You know, they already were. Like, Coachella's just... <laughs> yeah. um, let's see. So I got more. You know I bring these up every time I get one. And here lately, uh, the real estate market on the West Coast, guys, is blowing up, apparently. Because I got another mansion sale. Yay! I want to guess. So, yes, 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 well, yes. All right. So this is a guy you know, Russell Wilson. Do you know who his wife is? Um, I used to. Fuck. No, the rap the, or the hip hop, whatever R and B girl Sierra from the early two oh, thousands. Right. She had that one yeah. big hit. Anyway, she had that one big hit, and now Russell 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 Wilson is her husband. Um, but I think they she buy, did a song with like little Bow Wow. <laughs> uh, did she? I don't even remember. But uh, let's see. Russell Wilson and Sierra are officially making up, and this is I say West Coast. It's not the West Coast, but it is out west. They're officially making Denver their new home. Um. Oh, okay. I didn't know he now plays for the Broncos. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was still you a Seattle guy. No. Oh, no. The Broncos gave up quite a bit for him. Yeah. They gave so up a lot. The Broncos QB just plunked down blank million dollars on a gorgeous mansion, an all-time high for a single-family home in the area. Uh, let's see. The 33-year-old copped the new crib, which sits on five and a third acres. Earlier this month in Inglewood, Colorado, a 24-minute drive from the field at Mile High. Uh, 20,060 square feet. Uh, has plenty of room for Russ, Sierra, and their three children. The house features four bedrooms, 12 bathrooms, a nine-car garage, and a large fireplace for those cold Rocky Mountain nights. Jeez. 
Good, uh, so nine good car garage, area. indoor pool, game room, basketball court, theater. The most expensive single fa- single family home sold in Denver area history. How much do you think okay. it went for? I full okay, basketball yeah, court. Like a, full basketball. Seems like a court. decent area. Um, close to the stadium, so location is definitely going to be a factor. Nice Here, acreage. I can tell you. Want me to tell you a little? I'll give you a little more hint to put you in the range. One of more. what the pre the previous record the previous record was a penthouse at the Four Seasons building that sold in 2020 for 16 million dollars, which was owned by former Broncos coach Mike Shanahan. Real oh shit okay that does actually make because I was going to go a little lower than that even I was going to say like 14 so million it, it broke the 16 million mark from shit. two years ago at the Four okay. Seasons building then it can then it can't be much more than that because I was even going to go lower than 16 I'd say. Nineteen and a half. It can't be that high. You're close. Twenty five million. Oh wow, that's the, a lot. The sticker price was twenty six. I guess they got it for twenty five. And um, so this tells you a little bit about what your money wow. buys you. This tells you a little bit about what your money buys you. So for twenty five million, they got this this place that I just listed all these amenities and and just outside of Denver, Colorado. Uh, it's definitely a huge upgrade in size for the Wilson family. Their Washington home from his days in Seattle, I'm sure, that just went on the market was a little over 11,000 square feet. So it was half the square footage went on the market for $36 million. So for $11 million wow. more dollars than their new home, which is twice as big. So that's what you get in Denver versus uh, versus Seattle. Uh, for you know, also when you have millions and millions of dollars, which none of us do, so does it really matter at the end of the day? It does not. Denver, Denver in general, and Colorado, they're going to continue growing for a crazy amount of years. They're just going to continue to get better, at, like economically. There, more tourists are coming there to vacation. It's such a beautiful scenery. People want to live out there more often nowadays. I will. I feel like you're absolutely right. It's definitely a supernatural place everybody you know like the locals get into the nature vibe a lot and um i'll be there in uh, less than a month so i'll be sure and give you guys a, a review on that when i get back Ooh, photos or it didn't happen oh trust you have me to there'll take, be plenty of those yeah. plenty of those take pictures um, yeah Ooh, here's a sad one i didn't even see this till just now i'm scrolling and just happened to catch this uh do i could use a good cry no can you uh, i don't even want to show you this picture then or maybe i do if you need one uh dolphin stabbed to death Washes up on Florida Beach. Oh, is there a photo? Show me. Yeah, dude. It's fucking I, oh, it's terrible. Look at stabbed. this poor dolphin, dude. That is all oh, right above the eye. Yeah, bro. And like near the head. Dolphin death. Aww. Stabbed in head. Washes up on Florida Beach. Uh, let's see. Let me just see where it happened. Fort Myers. That's sad. Oh, God, that is sad. People are fucking trash. Again, I, I hadn't even uh, planned on reading that one, but I, I just saw it and was like, oh, Florida. <laughs> What's going on in Florida? Oh, they're stabbing people? Gotcha. And the cameraman in that one got um, real close to the so dolphin. We gotta, you know, we usually will tell you about celebrity deaths as they happen. Well, here's another grouping of them. So Estelle Harris, there's a Seinfeld oh, right. theme to this one. So Estelle Harris died. She played Jerry or George Costanza's mom. Um, I think Estelle Costanza, or uh, I don't remember, but Mrs. Costanza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she died. We knew that, right? Then Gilbert Gottfried died. Terrible, terrible loss to the comedy community. Um, quickly, I think I reviewed this on the show. I know I at least mentioned it. There's a doc on uh, Hulu called Gottfried, or maybe, no, it's called Gilbert. Excuse me. It's just his first name, Gilbert. And it is about his life and his career. 
Uh, obviously narrated by him and his wife while he was still alive. Super interesting. I highly recommend, especially now, everybody go watch that. Um, you'll uh, learn I didn't a lot even about know him that and you'll a get thing. a laugh out of it. Yeah, it's really good. Um, huh. But on top of that, literally as I open my computer to do the show today, John, I see uh, another Seinfeld parent death. It, it's Jerry Seinfeld's mom. Jerry's the show, mom, right? Liz Sheridan. Yeah, dude. I didn't know she died yeah. too. So both the mothers of that show have have now died within like a week of each other. That's really that's that's so shitty. And like, yeah, like, and that's what they say when that de- like deaths like this happen. They kind of happen in sets or in threes or something. Yeah, and uh, this is and a that would be the third. I guess I mean, not to you know not to say that the first two or that you know the 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 Seinfeld moms were in the same category as a Gilbert Gottfried, but. Definitely, you know, definitely you know, notable notable names, if not noticeable faces on all of them. It's just weird. Like, I know Godfrey, they said that he was battling, like, a long-term illness or whatever, but pictures that I've been seeing popping up left and right of, like, him, like, even in the last year, he didn't yeah. look that bad. He didn't look, like, terribly, you know, like, oh, man, he's not going to make it. And, like, you know, it, he looked no, like he I was going to be... In high spirits and perfectly fine. I, you know, I did a little bit of research. He had uh, a muscular disorder, which, um, you know, I found a little bit more out about since it happened. And it just caused his heart to be weak. And I think what finally happened was he had a heart attack, which is, you know, what ultimately took him out. Um, And he wasn't that old. Was he like 62 or something? Like, he's not a super old guy. Um, No, yeah. So, yeah, again, sorry to see that guy go. Um, what, you know, as I will say this, anybody that listens to this show knows me and knows that I will joke about anything the second that it happens. Um, because that's just how I have to, that's how my brain processes things a lot. And and as far as that goes, that guy was a hero to me. He, that guy, you know, he lost famously lost huge jobs because he went on Twitter or went to the media and would make jokes about things like nine 11 and, or the tsunami in Japan, while it was still fresh on people's minds because he understood things are funnier when they're fresh like that. I don't want to wait a month to make a joke about something that happened yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and he would have appreciated all the jokes that people were making about him and after his death. He literally famously, he said in that documentary, he only had one thing he would not joke about. One thing on his entire list of everything in the world. What do you think is the one thing he wouldn't joke about? Um, somebody getting murdered. Cancer. Murder cancer oh okay That's because a he one. because yeah because he dealt with it in his family and in his life and knew the horrors that it caused so yeah he felt he like i'm like, not gonna you know that's not something anyone can control and i don't and that's where i don't stoop but everything else he stooped to and i love him for it so i was watching this like that guy yeah it was like an old conan interview or something when aladdin had just dropped like in 93 or okay, something okay and he's where they asked him like okay so like you know without spoiling too much what can we expect in this aladdin movie and he's like all the nudity hardcore porn parrot penis <laughs> everywhere this is the worst disney movie that they have ever made i'm like oh my god i love it dude i love that guy <laughs> and i feel like the comedy world is you know is remiss with him out of it now honestly yeah um, but I just, you know, I know we go over the celebrity deaths and we've been doing them lately in groups and there's yet another group to throw at it. It's, it's, oh man. Know, it's so this one sad. isn't a death. I just thought about it right now though. And mainly because we had talked to this guy on our show a, a little while ago. Thank but you for bringing you hear, this up. Thank you. Did you hear I Eddie did Deason hear this week. Yes. Got arrested again. again. <laughs> this guy. And we talked about it last time, I think on our show that I heard that he yeah. got into it with some server, right? He was a dick to a server and had some issues there. And then what, what is it this time? Uh, he was uh, 
well, like he was caught. I guess it was technically trespassing. It was a nursing yeah. home that yeah. he wouldn't leave. Yeah, he forced his so, way in to see a patient. Is that right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Somebody that I think he had a crush on them. Gross. So it's the old man version of sneaking into uh, your daughter's window at night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sneaking into uh, your grandma's old lady home at night. What a gross fucker. This guy has just fallen did she, off. Did she completely. even know he was coming? Or the, oh, wait. But, I mean, you, in every sense of the word, did she know you. that he was going to arrive at her place of residence and oh. then force his way in, or was he just were, being a creeper completely? <laughs> I thought you were making a lame ass joke. No, 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 no. Um, no I, I, think, wasn't. I don't. I, after I said it, I realized the awkwardness of the statement. I, I don't think they knew that he was coming or or I think they had some idea that he might stop by or whatever but they were okay, like Okay, so beforehand you know, you he didn't not. say Don't. I'm coming. I'm about Don't. to come. <laughs> but I got to go quickly after that because I got a dinner I got to get. Right, to. I have a dinner and I have to come. So I, I gotta get. I, I might get arrested somewhere else later on, so I'm really trying to jam. I might be a dick to this. I gotta go be an asshole to a server. So we gotta wrap this up, fellas. And by fellas, I and only mean John because I don't know Coleman exists. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? People like when they ask me what, before he even got arrested that first time. This is the second time. Before that first time, yeah, people were asking me like, "What's like you know the, your favorite interview or the the worst one? The worst yeah. one? Yeah, dude, he gave me the weirdest fucking vibes. It was weird vibes, a hundred percent. And now I see why I felt that way. Yeah, good absolutely. intuition. You're right. That was, and I just like shut down because every time I tried to speak up, he would be like, "What? What? But what are you saying, John?" And I was just like, "Just fucking talk, John. I'm just gonna sit on the floor and sulk." And the fact that I don't get to talk to this nerd from the fucking from Greece, which I don't even care about. <laughs> God, he just oh. like, it's, it takes a lot to make me feel that uncomfortable. And he, I'll be damned, he's good at it. He's good at being the weirdo nerd that. Uh, doesn't know social boundaries and doesn't know cues and doesn't pick up on any of that awareness right. of things that are happening around him. Like, what are you Absolutely. doing? Come on, man. He clearly, he's proven that he doesn't with, you know, with the way, the conversation we had with him, then his actions at that restaurant just late last year and now, you know, his actions at an old folks home. So this guy has no knowledge of social cues or how to interact with the world and that's clear. Bet you he gets out and does it again. Oh God! Well, let me wrap it up. Can't I got te- one more. Can't teach an old dog. This is a. This is <laughs> you cannot. You cannot. Um, but this headline jumped out at me. I remembered hearing a little. Like I just heard it in passing on another radio show this week, and I was like, "Oh, what a weird story!" Like I wish he had more time to cover that. And then I saw the headline and figured we'd definitely talk about it. But did you hear a missing autistic teen was found safe in Utah after a two-year search? No. Missing yeah. for two years. Two years. And I guess this guy was found like under a bridge or something in Utah. He, so a missing California teenager with autism remarkably, remarkably had been found safe in Utah after his family has been on a two-year search. 19-year-old, get ready for this name, Connor Jack Oswalt. That's pretty badass. I well, Is it badass? Because I was going to say I think he ran away from his name. But... um. So 19-year-old Connor Jack Oswalt went missing from Northern California when he was 16, and his family has been searching for him ever since. Park City, Utah locals spotted him pushing a shopping cart around the area recently, and deputies have, have encountered him, but say he never showed signs of aggression or criminal behavior. Cops then got a hot tip. Connor Jack was sleeping outside of a store in Summit County, Utah, last week, and they beelined it for the area on a hunch. Authorities say they found him cold and shivering. Apparently, Connor Jack 
did not tell officers his name, and they were only able to identify him with the help of a fingerprint scan. The scan linked him to a warrant out of Nevada, so authorities continued to investigate, finding out there was more to the story. They were able to warm him up in the car and search for his name in the missing and exploited children database. Lo and behold, they found the listing for him. And that's, Connor Jack has been reunited with his family. Well, reunited, but he was on the run. Well, uh, yeah, it's like, did he run away? And he also had a warrant? Like, what's, I like how they wrap the story up right there. Connor has been reunited with his family. Right. What about his warrant in Nevada? What was the crime? What's the deal? I don't know, man. And also the oh, name, that's weird. Connor Jack Oswald. You wanted your kid to go crazy when you named him that. Not that he went <laughs> crazy. He has autism. I, that's a, I didn't mean the insensitive no, way of putting that. But yeah, you want, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying you wanted issues from your kid when you named him Connor Jack Oswald. And it uh, turns out, yes, he is patently Oswald. Oh, wow. He really looks like he's got the glasses and he looks kind of like. Uh, well, I think that was like him at 16. And this is maybe, yeah, this is probably him now. Oh, okay. Yeah, a little less, a little less Patton Oswald. A little, more manly, a little more manly. Yeah, less Patton Oswald. More Connor. I was Jack. like, does he? Yeah, does he have a kid uh, on the run? Connor Jack That's to the you in the studio, John Hannon. Uh, yeah, that well, that just about wraps it up. I mean, you're getting. I don't know if it's happening on your side, but you're like turning into like a grainy, pixelated ghost on my. No, screen. really? No, I've been the fine. You've been is, pausing out, but I just been pushing through fuck it yeah the connection's a little bit get, that rapper says pushing p and i'm like pushing through know what i mean yeah but i mean so uh i think it might be a good time to, to wrap it up and get out of here though and yeah and end it We've i got some things i gotta take bullshit care. for now that's right yeah you go watch your uh i'll watch nashville um go into towards a loss they were ahead uh one nil then it was one one then it was two one now it's two two it's a fucking gonna be a draw in san jose but good luck to you guys uh you're what is it you're uh basketball i don't the what, sixers, what sports the, ball are you watching yeah the sixers started their playoffs uh you know so that's i can't believe it's the I've playoffs for basketball already the what yeah the playoffs for basketball i can't believe that's happening already yeah you sound so fucking pixelated is that bad? Bro, like uh, well too bad who do they it's play like fling and flang and flong <laughs> who, does, who do the sixers play to toronto raptors toronto. oh good luck Good luck, bud. I know they they almost won it all, or they did. They almost won it all last year. Yeah, but Canadians, you know, Canada, right? <laughs> I like how the Sixers yeah. are going up against the Six, but they ain't no fine. ballers. Um, but all right, yeah, yeah, we 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 really got to go. I don't know if you just said anything there, but it didn't. Uh, no, now you're fucking now. Now you're definitely <laughs> messing with it. <laughs> like a now podcast mime. with your video. <laughs> Yeah, a little podcast mime. Yeah, for we'll you. wrap it up on this terrible connection. I got to pee anyway, so. Um, yeah, zip, zorp, zip. I don't bleep, bleep, blah, blah. <laughs> wrap sorry. this shit up. <laughs> All right, yeah, that just about does it. Uh, we got episode 206 coming at you um, in a week or so. This has been episode 205 of Funny to Informing. We hope that you guys enjoy listening as much as we enjoy chatting and shooting the shit. You can laugh with us or at us. I'm informing Norman. That's the funny bunny. Happy Easter. John, Chris Pizza, Peisenberg, Coleman, and Coleman. Tip your pixelated podcast peeps.